Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group, you can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. I know we shared this article together. The Motley Fool posted a list of the things that you can check on your 401k as we get rolling into the new year. So there's a bit of a checklist of things that we need to look at. And taking a look at this list, you know, what do you like and what do you agree with and what do we need to focus on? So, yeah, so for 2021, you know, we have a little checklist of things to look at in your work 401k. You know, the first one is check your beneficiaries. Sounds pretty normal. They may not change a lot, but we've had clients go through divorce, still had the ex as a beneficiary, maybe have kids on there they don't want on there anymore, you know, minor kids, be careful with that. But, you know, but looking at it, you know, if you have a will, your beneficiaries on your 401k supersedes your will. So make sure they're in line, make sure your will is up to date, because whatever you put down on your form for your beneficiaries, it's pretty automatic once you pass. Yeah, what Luke just said is really important. So if you have a will and a trust and you've made and your beneficiary arrangements do not address it, your beneficiary arrangements will supersede a will. So if you have a life insurance policy that's different, that beneficiary is going to be who that goes to. Same thing with annuities, same thing with any kind of beneficiary arrangement. Luke is 100% correct, and we see a lot of people don't realize that, and you get things dispersed that are not technically the way that they were wishing them to be dispersed. There's not a time, because I know it's like at the beginning of the year, you're always like, make sure you feel like your medical forms and open enrollment and 401k stuff. There's not a specific time that you have to change names. You can go into your 401ks and change names and change beneficiaries at any time of the year. That's correct. Yep. Just contact your HR department. It's probably a form you need to sign mm-hmm. on our accounts. From an IRA standpoint, it's a signature. Your 401k is probably very similar. But yes, you can always change beneficiaries um, and just make sure it matches what you're trying to do with your plan. And so another thing on this list of the things you can check on with your 401k as we get rolling into the new year is estimating your retirement goals. That seems pretty simple. Yes, it does. Unless you don't have your goals in place. So um, if you don't know what your goal is or what you're trying to accomplish, you don't know if you're on track or not. You don't know if you're saving enough. You don't know if you're earning enough in the 401k. What we always say is, will the money you've saved replace your current income? That's the starting point. Uh, There's a lot of articles out there that say you'll only need 70 to 80% of your take-home pay in retirement. Not true. (laughs) Right. Not true. You need at least the same. So think about it. Is what you've saved in your 401k going to be enough to replace your current income. Yeah, that's a really important point. Again, that Lucas said, because we have seen a ton of people walk in here and they think they have enough for retirement or they think they've been doing the right amount of saving for retirement. But when we really look at their budget and we look at what their take home dollars are, because that's your budget. So if you're used to living on $10,000 a month and you think you're going to be able to retire on $3,000 a month, probably not going to work unless every single bill in your life is paid for. And that's 100 percent discretionary money. Um, It's just hard to live on our economy the way it is today. It's hard to live on anything under five thousand dollars a month. So when you have Social Security paying you probably twenty five hundred to twenty eight hundred dollars a month. And if it's both of you getting that, then that's probably not too bad. That's a great starting point. But any other income you need, so if it's a family of two and you guys are used to making $10,000 a month, you better make sure you have other resources besides just Social Security to be able to continue that budget. And what we have found is when people get into that retirement mode, especially that first five to 10 year period where there's a lot of traveling going on, you really need another 20, 25% more above whatever your normal is. So if you're living on $6,000 a month, you'll probably need more like 
like seven in, in retirement, so you're going to have some extra money for retirement travel. And if you're making 10, you're going to need about 12. So those kind of things. Just It's kind of simple math, but you need to have a lump sum of money in a 401k, a pension, something like that, that can pay you the necessary income that you're going to need to derive from that during that retirement time frame. And if you don't have it, you need to get serious about it and start saving it. And when you've got an employer that'll match for you and things like that, you need to take advantage of that. So a lot of the things that Luke and I are doing are looking at, you know, are you maximizing your legal deductibility that the IRS will let you do? You know, you can get a $25,000 write off this year by just fully maximizing your 401k. That's something you probably should do if you can afford to do it. Another item on this things to get prepared for in the new year is make a plan for catching up. Explain what that means, Luke and Art. Sure. So as we're talking, I just mentioned and asked the question, you know, is what you've saved enough to create enough income? Maybe in your mind you're thinking, oh, no, I need to catch up. I haven't saved enough. You know, what are my options? What are my limits within the IRS code within your 401k guidelines of what you can and can't do? So if you're under the age of 50, you can save $19,500 in your 401k. And over 50, you have a catch-up contribution. So the government did something right at this at this stage where they said, okay, if you're over 50 and you need to put extra money into it, you're probably making more because you're in your older years of working. At 50, you can put in even more money to your 401k and you can save up to 26000 as a write-off. However, certain plan provisions allow you to save even more than that within your plan after tax, you know, there's certain rules around that. So if you have a plan that allows you to do that, we can strategize around that for you. And at most employers that provide that provision for you are going to do a match for you. So not only are you putting that part of it, that contribution for yourself, and if you are making enough income that you can do that, and then your spouse is making enough income that they can do that. All of a sudden, you're talking about serious money where you're throwing in $52,000 a year. You can make up for some lost time. So, of course, it has to be affordable, but then you have an employer match added on top of that. We can really make up for some lost time those kind of strategies, Mark. Another item on this list of things to kind of keep an eye on with your 401k is reviewing your risk tolerance. Not really something we think about in our 401k, but important just to put some eyes on it, make sure we're on the right direction. Yes. Always, always review your, your risk tolerance. Some common mistakes that we see are the target date funds inside the 401k. So it'll be a, I mean, make it up fidelity 2030 retirement fund. It sounds like, Hey, I'm going to retire in 2030. I'm going to pick this fund. However, what we've seen is there's a lot of stocks in those accounts. So if we look at say a 2020 fund, I looked at one recently that had 60% of that fund is in stocks. If you're retiring this year and you have 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, that may not be the right allocation for you. Because if we just look back to you know the coronavirus pandemic back in March, you, know, you could have been down 25, 30% thinking you were pretty safe. A big conversation piece lately has been taxes. And you can add IRA expert Ed Slot to the growing list of people who expecting some kind of tax hike this year. So Slot tells Morningstar, that's why he's a big fan of Roth conversions. I had a guy and he said, Ed, I was at your program 10 years ago in Las Vegas and you said the same thing then. Tax rates are going to go way up. Well, it turned out they didn't. You were wrong. And you told everybody to convert to a Roth IRA. What do you say now? I say, well, if you had listened to me 10 years ago, all of those gains for the last 10 years in the market would have been tax free in the Roth. Let's say I'm wrong about everything. You lock in a 0% rate. You can't beat a 0% tax rate. So that's your worst case scenario. So anytime you can lock in anything that low, it pays to do it. 
You guys like Ed Slot. I like Ed Slot. He's fun. So uh, the question, Roth conversions, something we need to look at, or are there other strategies that might help us reduce our tax liabilities? Definitely, it's something to look at. Ed's right, and we say the same thing to clients. You know, if the only way this doesn't work over time is if taxes go down to almost zero, right? Because now if you convert to a Roth today, anything you make on that investment tomorrow or the next 30, 40 years is tax-free. So it's very, very hard to beat tax-free. Um, as we're spending trillions of dollars, the government, not we, <laughs> the government spending trillions of dollars, um, you know, there's there's a new stimulus plan out with Biden. There's a potential new infrastructure bill, you know, infrastructure plan. We're talking three, four trillion dollars on top of our, I think we're at 28 or 29 trillion. So we're looking to almost add 10 percent more to our debt in the next potentially six, six to 12 months. That That's going to come from somewhere. Um, taxes have to go up. Part of his plan is to raise taxes anyways. So we'll see what brackets that it comes from. But yes, taxes are going up. The Roth conversion today makes a lot of sense. Even as Ed was saying, it made sense 10 years ago. If you followed his advice 10 years ago, maybe your whole IRA is now a Roth and it's tax-free and all this mumbo-jumbo in Washington, D.C. doesn't affect you very much when it comes to taxes. Right. Right. And we always want three different buckets. You know, that's why I wrote the book, you know, about taxes. And one of the reasons that we wrote that was because it talks about the specific different buckets that you should have, which is a taxable bucket, a tax-free bucket, and a tax-deferred bucket. Well, most people have a lot of money that is not tax-free. So you want to make sure that you're getting money into that bucket because when you take retirement income, super important to have tax-free money and tax-free resources because then it doesn't coordinate with Social Security. It doesn't coordinate with your Medicare. It doesn't coordinate with those kind of things that can go up in cost to you. So it's very, very important to have tax-free items for income in retirement. And unfortunately, most people that are getting ready to retire today, 85, 90% of most of their retirement is in a 401k that isn't qualified money, which means every dollar that comes out is taxable. So that they can't avoid that. They, and you know, any pension they have is taxable. Mm -hmm. So trying to get that tax-free bucket filled up can take some time for Luke and I here at McPherson Financial Group, but it's one of our big goals when people come in here is try to move some of that money, reposition that money. But of course, as things change, if things change and come out and we have major legislative changes that are more beneficial to the tax code, then we'll have to shift with that. But right now, it looks like everything's going to get worse, not better. Would you say that we are more or less confident about our ability to retire? Because I saw this survey from Transamerica Institute at least one in five Americans are less confident because of the pandemic, what it's done to our economy, the stimulus packages that are coming in, knowing that we're still going to have to pay for those eventually. What could we possibly benefit from a conversation about reviewing our options to see where we stand about being more confident about retirement? Great question. You know, I think it goes back to what Art was saying about having different buckets of money because the future is is the big unknown. You know, I would say, hey, if we're gambling, I hate to use the term gambling on a finance show, but the odds are in your favor with the stock market over time. And a one, two, three-year period, you know, it's kind of a toss-up, right? Um, but 10, 20, 30 years, the market goes up over time. So if we have different buckets of money where, you know, we have tax-free money, we have tax-deferred money, and we have taxable money, now whatever the government ends up doing, whatever tax rates change to potentially, you know, you have options inside your own plan. So creating options in your plan is going to help for the unknown of what taxes go to in the future. Yeah, anything we're trying to do, and whether it's taxes or just investments themselves or 
things of value because nobody in 2006, when the flipping of houses was at its peak, knew that their house that they had in value there would only be that value for the next 10 years and it would drop in half for a while. So if it's at a time that's inconvenient for you and you have to sell your home and it's only worth 50% of its value, that could hurt, that could substantially hurt. So if you have to move with a job and something like that, you could have a lot of problems. So we we saw more people walk away from properties and homes during that period than and we have in modern history. Mm -hmm. So we're just always trying to account for what's the next event that can cause major market corrections or cause corrections of value that can cause a problem for our client in some fashion from being able to pull money or pull resources or have flexibility of resources. So we wanna to try to level that playing field so it's kind of consistent, smooth, and the growth is smooth and consistent and try to take out as much of that fluctuation as possible. Are you surprised that the instability in DC with the election didn't affect the market as much as it did? I wouldn't say surprised. I mean, the markets kind of do what the markets do, right? The markets are forward looking. And I think with, with the vaccines, with the lower interest rates, with the government spending. So when the government spends, you know, through fiscal stimulus of the economy and spending trillions and trillions of dollars, right, we as individuals see, you know, maybe small portions, maybe you got 600 bucks last month. I'm not, not, not a huge amount, mm -hmm. but I mean, there's, there's big industries getting billions and billions of dollars, you know, that we don't necessarily see. So the government and the Fed is propping up the economy, propping up the stock market a little bit, which is good for the now but the long term is kind of what we're worried about when it comes to seeing you know inflation rise and things like that so when when inflation starts to tick up that's when interest rates rise that's when the market gets more volatile that's when you need to have the plan in place well before that happens to say hey what am i going to do when this happens or what am i going to do if something else happens and you know that's where art was kind of saying hey spread your assets around right don't own his example of real estate don't have all your money in the real estate market Yes, it's working now. It's working great, but it doesn't always work great. And you may have to walk away from something and, you know, it could be illiquid. So we do the same thing here. We, we put different buckets of money and different types of investments for very, very specific reasons. Right. Because there's always going to be times where what's working today isn't working in the future. And it's usually a reason that we don't expect it that it causes that. And it's usually a window. It's not always it's not a forever thing, because if you look historically, like Luke was saying earlier, the market, if you've got more than three years, is going to give you the best performance out of any other vehicle you could put your money into typically. But there's going to be variances of that. I mean, if really, you could have put your money in gold or Bitcoin the last year and outperformed the market in some ways. However, that's a very risky strategy. And they're a commodity and a currency are the absolute most aggressive things that we have in the investment world. But people forget about that sometimes. And they, they follow the news and the, oh, my gosh, I've seen Bitcoin do this. I've seen gold do yeah. this. Um, you got to be careful with that, you know, but that's really what we're trying to do is make it a good, consistent, long-term return that you can kind of bank on it, but you can't say that in a sense, but I mean, you want to try to have it as consistent as possible. So no matter if it's a good market, a bad market or a flat market, we're still making money. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com.
We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 Seven four seven two five. Today's show has been a work of art. 